In the Old Covenant Church, in the Old Testament, God spoke to the prophets directly. God spoke to David by his spirit. But not all of the people of God had the Holy Spirit in them. So they would go to the prophet to find out what they should do. The new covenant is different from that. Today, God speaks directly to his people. That is a great advantage to each one of us. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that. Verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, different manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. God speaks to us today by his Son, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, who lives in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 The Apostle Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you? That's 1 Corinthians 3.16 When we are born again, we are born again by God speaking to us by his Spirit, telling us a word of truth. We are changed by God automatically, immediately. We read the Bible, of course, after that happens, and God continues to show us the truth by the Bible, by his Spirit who lives inside each believer. So we see here the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament concerning the way God speaks to the church. Now, each person who is born again, that's the church, has the Holy Spirit inside of them, and God speaks directly to us by his spirit, by bringing ideas to our mind to show us the will of God as we live on this earth. Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus the Word.
all scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Old Testament is very important to us. For by examples in the Old Testament, we can see the working of God. We also see promises of God in the Old Testament, which are valid for the church today. We do not go by the law of Moses any longer. That would be the book of Leviticus telling us the rules of God for the Old Testament church. They had to have some way to be able to go to God, to be appeased. And that, in the Old Testament, they sacrificed animals, and the blood of animals appeased God for the sins and trespasses in the days of the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus' blood is the sacrifice for our sins. And by the blood of Jesus and the word of God, we go to God today in the New Testament. Now, we still go by the laws of God. There are many, many laws of God set forth in the New Testament for us to live by today in the church. Paul says the following is the commandment of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 10 and 11. Starting at verse 10, Paul says, And unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. Paul makes this clear that what he's going to tell the church in verses 10 and 11 is the commandment of the Lord, the rules of God for the New Testament church. And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband. But, and if she depart, Let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. A commandment of God for the New Testament church. A rule of God, a law of God. As we live on this earth, As the New Testament church, God often speaks to us by the Holy Spirit of God, leading us in the way to go by reminding us of a portion of Scripture. When that happens, look closely at that Scripture, for that's a special message from God to you when you are reminded of a scripture. I'll give you an example of one of the times that I was reminded of a scripture, and I have often been reminded of scripture to show me what to do. 
But one day I awakened with terrible fears. What will you do if you get to where you can't walk? You won't be able to live here if you can't walk. What then? Where will you go? What will happen to you? And I cried out, oh, God, help me. It was like I was hit on one side of the head with a thought and then on the other side of the head. Now, that is obviously not God trying to lead us. That's a devil trying to torment us. When you hear a voice like that bring a thought to you, a very fearful thought, God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's a devil. Or it could be your own flesh that has allowed something to creep into your heart. And then it brings forth fear. And very often, fear is produced by something that someone has said, and later it bears fruit and troubles you. There's a way to take care of all of these problems. The first is you should automatically know that the voice of God is not a tormenting voice. The voice of the Holy Spirit is not like that which came to me that day. What will you do if you get to where you can't walk? That is not God. That voice in itself, we should be able to recognize that is not God. That's either a devil or our own flesh that's taken in something to torment ourselves. I knew immediately it wasn't God speaking to me, but it was so strong and it was so much like bombarded, just one thing after another. What will you do if you get to where you can't walk? You won't be able to live here if you can't walk. See, that's not the voice of God. What then? Where will you go? What will happen to you? That is another spirit trying to torment us. If it had been the Holy Spirit, it's more like a comforting spirit. It is the spirit of truth. But the Holy Spirit often gives us options that will take us in a better way than we were planning to go. The one example I'd give you of the Holy Spirit speaking would be when I was looking at the front seat of my 25-year-old car and was considering having the front seat reupholstered. And as I thought about that, this came to my mind, and this is the type of voice that was behind the thought. Or you could just buy a new car. That was immediately identified by me as the Holy Spirit. It's not a fearful thought. It's an option to take me into a better way. John 10.10, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. 
we should be able to recognize when God is speaking to us and when a devil is trying to torment us with fearful thoughts. We should immediately recognize which is the voice of God. We recognize it by things like the scriptures. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So if it's a spirit of fear speaking to try to torment us, that's not God. And we know immediately. John chapter 10. Let's look at that for a moment. Start at verse 1. Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door unto the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Do you know the voice of God, the voice of Jesus? See, it's not that fearful voice. It's a voice that often gives you options, showing you what to do at this point in time. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Verse 5. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. You won't follow that strange spirit that is trying to cause you to be so afraid. You recognize God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. John 10, verse 7 Then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I, Jesus, the Word, am the door of the sheep. Now the devil tempted Jesus by bringing a word to him. So you could hear a word, and it could be from a devil. It could be from your own flesh. But most of the time, again, we recognize that word because it would take us in a way that is opposite to the way of God. For example, 
God led me 40 or 50 years ago to get out of debt and stay out of debt. And I carefully let that be my rule concerning debt. So if a spirit comes along trying to get me to do something that would put me in debt, I immediately know that is not God. If that spirit is trying to lead you in a way that would be very complex and difficult, I would know that that's not God because Matthew chapter 11, verse 30 says, God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if it's a heavy burden, very complicated, very expensive, then I would know rather quickly that's not the voice of God. And I would pray and ask God to confirm his way to me and show me what I should be doing. And often I pray what David prayed in Psalm 51 verse 10. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. For sometimes we do get polluted by things of the world and by things people say, which are contrary often to the way of God. When I pray, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, I always know that God will do that. Because I know that I can't do that, but God can do that. He has power to create my heart and spirit the way he wants me to go to do his will on this present earth. I trust in him, but I don't trust in myself that I can make myself have a clean heart and a right spirit. But I do trust in God. John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I know my sheep, says Jesus, and I am known of my sheep. You should be able to recognize the voice of God versus the voice of a devil versus the voice of your own flesh and your own desires, which may or may not be the will of God for you. So first, in following God, You have to be able to know it is the voice of God leading you. I fell at my house in Texas in 2018 as the ambulance workers were rolling me on a gurney past the front door of my house to take me to the hospital. 
I heard a word from God. I'll try to repeat it in the voice that I heard it in, because the voice of that thought that comes to your mind should show you whether it's the Spirit of God or not. I heard it as a statement of fact. You'll never see this house again. Just a simple statement of fact. From the hospital, I put the house up for sale. At that time, a church person said, I don't see how you could put your house up for sale. I didn't know where I was going. Well, Abraham didn't either when God told him to go out. God said to Abraham, Go out, leave your father's house, and go to a land which I will show you. Many times I have done a word of God not knowing exactly where I was going. I put my house up for sale, but I knew it was the voice of God speaking to me, saying, you'll never see this house again. God had another plan for me. If he left me on the earth, and I was 81 at that time, if God left me on the earth, I knew he would work out something for me. He had a plan for me. He had already shown me that I couldn't continue to live alone as I had been doing. He had already given me a desire to live basically in one room with all of my things around me. I had a relatively large house when I fell, and I'd have to walk a good distance from one room to the other. I had a desire in my heart to have a smaller place to live and have my things that I needed more around me in one room. So this word was basically compatible with desires that God had put in my heart several months before I even fell at the house in Texas. So it didn't shock me to hear, you'll never see this house again. I knew it was the voice of God. See, God gives you desires. You think they're your desires, but often he plants those desires in your heart. So your desires are really what he wants you to do. We have to pay attention to those things that might bring change because it could be of God. Above all, you must begin to be sensitive to the difference between voices of God, voice of the devil, and your own desires because those are three ways that we are led. Of course, we reject the voice of the devil. We reject our own desire unless we have examined that desire by turning to God in prayer and asking him, is that what you want me to do? And allowing God to confirm it to us.
1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Spirits speak thoughts to your mind. Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. And that's basically what I'm talking about today. Pay close attention to these two scriptures. John chapter 14, verse 26, and John chapter 16, verse 13, because Jesus tells us these are four things that the Holy Spirit does for us. He guides us into all truth. He teaches us all things. He reminds us of everything Jesus has said, and he shows us things to come. We'll read those scriptures, but then, really, if you don't already know these scriptures, pay attention to them because this shows you what the Holy Spirit does. Of course, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. So many times he will bring something to you to comfort you, to restore you after you have been injured or depressed or hurt or sad, and to give you hope. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, says Jesus, he shall teach you all things. Now, I've found that that pertains to both spiritual things and secular things. Very often when I'm doing a project, he will lead me step by step in how to do that project. And he will bring to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. Those scriptures that you read in the Bible, the things of God from the Bible, very often he will bring to you what God has said. I told you about that spirit that brought all that fear. What will happen if you can't walk? You can't live here. Where will you go then? What will you do? When I called out for God to help me, I heard instantly the following word from the Holy Spirit. God will supply all your need. And I said, that's right. That's right. God will supply all my need. That puts to death those negative thoughts from the devil of what will you do if this happens. God will supply all my need. So basically, there isn't a problem because if there is a problem, God will supply the need. One time, God said to me, if I needed to, I could send manna to your backyard. God will supply what we need. If we need another person in our life, if we need information, God will supply all our need. But you must know the voice of God because devils will try to lead you and your own flesh will try to lead you. John chapter 16, verse 13, two more things that Jesus said the Holy Spirit does. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, 
He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from God the Father, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So, he's going to teach you all things, guide you into all truth, remind you of everything Jesus has said, and show you things to come. Often, by dreams, he will show you things to come as you need to know those things. Be sure to focus on those dreams and ask God to show you what the dream means. I've had times when I was especially a new Christian when I would have a dream, but I got it wrong because I, I thought it meant one thing when it meant another. One time God gave me a dream where it was like we were being bombed. We were in a tall glass building and bombs were falling. And something like bombs. The building was shaking. And I thought it was a bank. God said to me in the dream, this is not the first bombing, but the second. It was the World Trade Center that was being destroyed. Later, when it happened, I recognized immediately that that was the World Trade Center that God showed me. So you could get the interpretation wrong. Ask God for the interpretation. We learn to do these things as we live a Christian life. As a new Christian, God took me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God, no man knoweth but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Often when I know that someone is coming to my house, I pray that God will give me what he wants me to speak to that person and keep me from speaking other things. And I follow the Spirit of God. He brings to my mind a certain subject, and I have learned to yield to the Holy Spirit and speak that. One time I was visiting with my aunt, my favorite aunt, who was Church of Christ member. And I heard this as she was talking. 
tell your aunt about being taken into heaven. (laughs) I didn't want to do that. I've been around Church of Christ members many times, and I know that they, at least they used to be taught not to follow supernatural things. It may be different today, but inside me was the knowledge that telling my aunt that I had been taken into heaven twice, that was a very fearful idea. But the voice was right. It wasn't a spirit of fear speaking to me. It was just giving me instruction. Tell your aunt about being taken into heaven. So I said to her, Aunt Artis, right after I was born again, something happened to me in the night. I was asleep, and I was transported into heaven. I was with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit, and at that time I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the Word of God. And I said, now, I didn't see any physical images. It was a spiritual experience. And a few nights after this happened, the exact same thing happened to me a second time. Well, as I was speaking to my aunt, I noticed her face, and she had kind of a dreamy look on it. After I told her of this experience, she said to me, Something like that happened to me once, and it was all golden. She'd been taken into heaven. I learned, speak what the Holy Spirit gives you. One time I was playing golf with two women. One was a Church of Christ woman, one was a Methodist woman. And the Methodist woman began to speak about people who judge other people. And God said to me a word to give to the Methodist woman. And I spoke it. If you judge that people are judging, aren't you judging? And she was like a balloon filled with hot air that's been pricked with a pen. She gasped and went, (sighs) she was so shocked. But I've learned to speak what God gives you. Write what God gives you. For that's what the people need to hear. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.